Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting across the way from me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here, and uh, been looking forward to this one. A little bit better feeling than a week ago. Yeah, just a bit. Just, just a, a bit. Yeah, I know. You said someone asked you, "Hey, are you yeah." A, a, show a couple this people asked if we were having a show this weekend, and my reply was the same to everyone. If we did a show last weekend, we're doing a show this weekend, right? Because if there was a week to, you know, not to do a show, it's after well, a loss. A, a few people were like, "Hey, did you do a show last yeah, weekend?" Yeah, because they because I didn't want to watch. No, that's what we right. were told. So, um, yeah, there were a few people that said, "Sorry, I could not watch last right, week." Right. And, and look, we get it. Oh, we understand. We get it. Uh, but we have to be here. We want to be here, but we especially like to be here oh, after it's, a it's win. It's a lot more fun, yes. Especially a win that, honestly, few people thought was coming after after week one. Right, right. And it's not one of those where there's, like, no hope. It's just based on available evidence, there just wasn't a lot pointing in Wilson's favor going into the game, at least. Um, so, yeah, it's always fun when, uh, you know, those things maybe don't go as projected in your favor. That's that's a lot of fun. Right, right. For sure. So uh, things went well, went really well. Yeah. Uh, you know, get that victory over Manheim Township, who uh, Wilson did not beat last year. Right. Beat the year before at their place. But then the year previous, in 2017, Township actually beat us twice. Right. The regular season one was to snap the section game winning streak, and then the playoff one ended our season. Right. So they had beaten us, um, what, three of the last four times we had played? Yeah. Twice in 17, then in, in 2019. 
Now, I know there are a lot of question marks, not for just us, but also them replacing a majority of their oh, team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they had that, that, that great, great senior class from you know, the class of 2020, the fall 2019 seniors. Um, as sophomores, had the best team in Manheim Township history, yeah. and they were close to matching it uh, last year before getting beaten by Central Dolphin in the playoffs, I believe even in overtime. I think it might have been double overtime. And, and then, um, that Central Dolphin team then went to the state championship. So right. obviously nothing to uh, nothing to sneeze at there. So they were reloading, um, much like Wilson has been over the years. Yes. And they had a couple big guys, and we expected it to be a battle. And it was, but we came Absolutely. out on top, which was... Um, delightful. Yes, delightful. Yes, it, especially it was... do it on the road with all those all the circumstances surrounding right. um, the game and who could who could play. Right. It was it was one of those where you just I, I can't say speak for everyone, but like I just wasn't sure how how uh, the team was going to respond. I, I just didn't know, especially when you're down so many key pieces, uh, as I'm sure we'll get into a bit. But when you're down so many key pieces at the start, and it just it would be easy to pack things, not pack things in, but kind of like, you know, hold back and just be like, oh, well, you know, feel bad for yourself and just kind of go out there and, and accept defeat. And that is not what happened. They they battled and they battled hard and uh, they weren't going to go down without a fight and came out victorious. Not just like, not just putting up a fight, but coming out with the win. And, and yeah. that's, that's awesome to see a team. And it was a team effort. And again, I know that's something will come up yep. over and over again tonight, but just seeing the, it, it was like watching a different team in, in almost every aspect of the game. For, like from like literally like watching plays unfold to the intangibles and emotions of the game and enthusiasm of the game. Like everything looked different this week from last week. And that's good because most of those things would have been checked in the negative boxes in week one. Most of those things are checked as positives in week two. Not only was it on the road against the team that you were most likely to lose to in the section race. This was the big rivalry and this was the big team to overcome. Now we don't know about the other Teams were going to be playing, right? But entering the season, this was seen as as the matchup of whoever wins this game is likely to win the section. So you had all that building. Then we're minus three key players who are, for by and large, two way starters. Yes. Now I know Caleb doesn't see as much defensive back but he time. Probably but he probably would have this. Probably week. would have this week. Right. So you were essentially down your quarterback, a running back, a receiver, and then three defensive backs. Yeah. against a team that last year set a record in the passing game, in the receiving game. Right. And that, that gentleman was back. Followed up uh, literally a day later by, like, a Penn State offer. Right. So. So there was a lot a lot going on, a lot going against us. Yes. And then after the way the Mifflin game ended, where they looked disinterested, distraught, and just, you know, they knew it wasn't their night, but they didn't keep fighting at times, you – Kind of thought this might get out of hand. Yeah. And they didn't let that happen. No. Even when they got punched and were right. down, they fought back. But, right. Right. And and that's, I was having this discussion with someone um, this week, like leading up. And I said, I, I just want to see them ride the highs and lows, you know? And, and that's something like I try to, uh, when throughout coaching, through times where I've been coaching, um, 
I, I've I've talked like there are going to be really good things that happen during the game. There's going to be bad things that happen during the game. You have to keep moving through both because both are going to be temporary, and you just gotta 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 move on to the next play, the next whatever. And like there were some highs, especially early for Wilson, and then there were some lows, and there were some times where you know it could have unraveled. It could have unraveled. You know, you give up a lead relatively late, you know, in the, in the fourth quarter, um, you give up a lead and you have some penalties and you're just like, man, it, it could, it could come undone here. And it didn't. And that, you know, it, it's one thing to rebound. Like, like we said, it would be one thing to rebound against a game in a game where you're expected to win and you come out and you, you do what you're supposed to do and you look a lot better, but to come out when, again, you had so many things against you and you just didn't let, I, <laughs> I talked week after week one. Don't let one loss become two losses, right? Because of the first loss, you know, like and uh, they certainly didn't. And and I was I was thoroughly impressed with the way they responded um, in in the big picture from week one to week two, but also with the way they responded to setbacks during the game. And they never got two down. They moved on to the next play. Right. They made the next play, mm-hmm. and they made more next plays than Township did. And and that's why they were able to pull out. And the there game. are so many times they, they could have folded. Right. Uh, you, you score quickly. First play of scrimmage. I messaged you earlier today to say, last year, Wilson scored on the second play from right. scrimmage. And, and Avanti took it to the house to put Wilson up early. This year, Jaden one-upped him by doing it on the first play. Mm-hmm. However, just like last year, Manheim Township came back and answered quickly to mm-hmm. tie the game. Right there, you could have been like, well, we had a chance and we couldn't right. do it. You could have gone down and out right. there. There was a time, especially right before half, Yep, you had kind of lost the momentum and you gave up a late touchdown inside the final minute to cut the lead from 10 to 3. I mean, you're still winning, but you know when you get a a, a disappointment before halftime, which we saw in week one, right. that could serve right. as a, a means of deflation. Right. And that didn't happen. They no. came out ready to go in the second half. They fought and fought and fought. They got down. We're losing the game in the third quarter. Right. 21 to 17, actually entering the fourth quarter, like you said, they're losing the game. They kept fighting. They kept fighting, uh, which was great to see. Great yeah. to see. So before we dive into it, uh, look yeah, at some videos, yeah. let's um, do our uh, our announcements and everything. And I want to make sure we uh, thank our sponsors, Small Player Big Play, the app available on Apple and Google app stores, as well as my dad and May Sandwich Shop, who thank, thank Bully or thank them for. Uh, re-upping their commitment to the show again this year appreciate all of their support make sure you visit them uh ordermaze.com and again small player big play great pretzel sandwiches by the way <laughs> great great all sandwiches pretzel sandwiches are my which my, only my, turned you on to those in the last like six months or so right? yeah and last i year. may have ordered one almost every single time since that I <laughs> uh so yeah again thanks to may sandwich Shop, small player big play and also our anonymous donors, we appreciate you. We thank you so much for helping keep this show alive because we get to go do things like Friday night and watch yeah. a game that not too many people were there to watch. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not there because of the Bulldog Hour, but no. um, we appreciate you. We, we like to the think that, that the show is important, but it, we I mean, understand its place. The That's number not... of times Justin and I say, do you know who we are? Like, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. And that clearly gets us in places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
All right, and um, there's um, there's a few ways you can support us, not just through sponsorship or advertising, uh, the in-kind donations. Visit the website, please, bulldoghour.com. There's information there, not just for the show, but for the Wilson football team and how to uh, watch and support them. But then Justin's favorite, spreading the word. Yeah, like and share. You, you, um, you know, there, there's plenty to like this week, too. Plenty so, to like so and we plenty get, to share. Yes, yes, we can get behind it this week. Our next live show will be a week from now, Sunday, October 4th Ooh. at 8.30 right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, Periscope. Be sure to check us out and, and share the show. When, we're, when, we, when I got that post up that we're going live, make sure you, uh, you spread it everywhere to let people know that um, we're going to be talking about the Wilson football team. So, re- quick recap on the 2020 schedule. Cocalco gone, scrimmage over, although they had a big, big win, win this over week. Manham yeah. Central. Um, Mifflin game done, now Manham Township done. So we're into game three, October 2nd, this coming Friday. It is at Gursky. I do not have any information or no. updates about spectators. I assume it's going to be the same way they did Mifflin because nothing has changed right now to right. Um, right. to expand that. The right. school is not planning to expand that at the moment. And again, just like the show does not get us in, the show does not make that decision. Oh, yeah. We have <laughs> nothing to do with that uh, at all. Um, if new information comes out or if the school tells me to post something, I will do that. But as of now, I would say the status quo is going to be maintained. So whatever happens September 18th for Mifflin, if you were there for that, I would say odds are likely you will have the opportunity to possibly be there this week. If you weren't there for the Mifflin game, I doubt you're going to have the opportunity to be there for the Penn Manor game or the Cedar Crest game or the Hempfield game. I don't see that changing this year. Right. So I, everyone needs to relax, have parties at home, and watch the YouTube stream yeah. because Wilson Media Productions will be back, and we've heard mm. nothing but amazing things about... The production right. quality, so many people were so excited to see how good it was with yeah. three high-definition cameras y- 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 and, and a production truck. And, right. You mentioned that uh, some of the people we've met through covering Wilson football um, who do similar but different uh, things for other big-time programs uh, reached out and were like, wow, like they were they were blown away and, and super impressed and you know, it's one of those things that we can, we and like Wilson community can sometimes take for granted having that. But yeah, that that is huge this year, and that's awesome. And uh, Matt Centrone and crew do a fantastic job there with the students who run that show. I mean, Matt's there and he uh, does a lot of that, but that uh, is student run. So um, yeah, great great job by them, and thankful that they are there to provide that. And like you said, it's on YouTube, and I know you put this out there, but yeah. You can put that on your smart TV. It doesn't have to yep. be on um, a, like a mobile device and or on a computer. Like you can stream it and watch it on, on TV. I know I had mentioned and Justin brought up a good thing two weeks ago and I didn't get to, to post it as I wanted to of, of just kind of step-by-step directions or um, just tell you how you can watch this from the comfort of your home, literally on your TV. You don't have to pull up your phone or your iPad or the computer. You can do it on your television. I would say most people that are listening or watching this show would have the ability to do that. There's a bunch of streaming devices, but also, as someone pointed out, a lot of Comcast boxes now have YouTube yes. apps built in themselves. Yes, you're right. And you can just literally pull it up on your television. You don't need to buy anything else. If you have a Comcast box, it's likely that you can get YouTube on there and you can pull up the Wilson Media Productions live stream 
and watch the football game on your television in the comfort of your living room or in your bedroom, wherever you have a TV with access to YouTube, you can do that. And, and it's a great way to do it. It was free. And if it's on YouTube, it's going to stay free. Um, it, it's just a, a great way to watch the game. I know you're not there in person, but we have to make the best right. of uh, right. this awkward and difficult situation. <laughs> yes. So game this week, Penn Manor, Friday the 2nd, 7 o'clock. As of right now, I'd expect status quo in terms of spectators and stay home and watch it on your television through the YouTube channel. All right. So I think that covers all the housekeeping. So let's move forward and watch some highlights. Let's take a little bit of a look at the big ticket recap. Yeah, let's do that. It's always a lot of fun. And uh, let's hear what what they had to say about the game. One of the more impressive wins of last week was Governor Mifflin absolutely routing Wilson Westland. We hadn't seen that in quite some time. The Bulldogs back at it. Things didn't get easier for them tonight. Yeah, not only did they lose big, and not only did they have a tough opponent, but they suffered a lot of injuries that they had to overcome tonight. But hey, Sam Marcinic, Wilson's back's against the wall. That's when they come out their biggest. Exactly. The Bulldogs don't lose back-to-back games a lot. Coach yeah. Joe Mays, one of their coaches at, at Wilson, tweeted out today, they haven't lost back-to-back games since 2003. Mm. They haven't started 0-2 since 1993. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> so they went in Mannheim Township tonight with some injuries. But, hey, these are the Wilson Bulldogs. They can get the job done, whether it's defense, special teams, offense, you name it. These Bulldogs are going to come to play. Caleb Brown not at quarterback tonight, so they had to get some things going on offense. And how about this first play of the game? They hand it off to Jaden Jones, takes the handoff, starts in, cuts outside, breaks free for a 65-yard touchdown. Jones to the house, just 12 seconds into this one. It is seven to nothing. Wilson ensuing Mannheim Township drive. Evan Clark drops back, hits Cade Clancy across the middle. He breaks a tackle, finds the end zone, 44-yard strike that ties it at seven. Later in the first. Jack Wagner back to punt. This one, not his best, but it works out for the Bulldogs. Blue Streaks touch it. Bulldogs jump on it and take possession. Big play for the Wilson special teams there. Wagner redeems himself here with a 29-yard field goal. That puts the Bulldogs up 10-7 in the first. Midway through the second, same score. Township back to punt. Ethan Capitano breaks through, blocks it, scoop, and score. I talked with Ethan this week at practice. He said the defense and special teams were going to have to play huge in this game. It is 17 to 14 at the half. Four minutes left into the third. Same score. Kate Clancy gets the handoff, goes outside. Seven yard touchdown. Blue Streaks with their first lead of the game. It is 21 17. Two minutes into the fourth. Wilson in territory. Gavin Lenhart gets the carry, breaks free up the middle. 42 yard score. Bulldogs take back the lead. It is 24 21. One Lenhart not in the lineup. Gavin is making plays. Blue Streaks quickly get down to the Wilson 11, fourth and short. They get it on a quarterback sneak, but called for illegal pushing the runner forward. So instead of kicking 33-yard field goal, they go for it. Pass is complete. Wilson swarms the ball, tackles Elijah Fonseca short. Bulldogs take over there with one. Oh, here we go again. Wilson goes three and out. Township left with third and long. 
Big sack by the Bulldogs. This defense, time and time again, coming up big. And then with 1.23 left, Bulldogs on the 15. Jaden Jones up the middle, looks bottled up. Look at that run. Breaks free, over 200 yards, two scores. Absorbs the contact as he goes into the end zone, but he doesn't care. That puts him up 31-21. to 21. Blue Streaks would get a late score, but this game was all about Wilson. They bounce back after that week one loss. They win it 31-28. to 28. You guys mentioned it, the injuries. They overcame those. The defense rose to the occasion, and Doug Dom's celebrating with his team. All right, so that was uh, a majority of the 69 News Big Ticket highlight package, which uh, we appreciate love when those guys are at the game. Obviously, it means it's a big game, and it certainly was coming yeah, out on led, top. Led the Berks County portion of the show. And, right. And, well, yeah, so. Always, always ideal. Now, I do have one more thing from the big ticket um, because, well, this week, uh, one of our players yes. was nominated for Triple Hot. And I don't know if he won. He was leading pretty big. I he was up big last I saw this afternoon. So last we saw, he was leading it. I'm not sure when that announcement is made, but let's take a look at the highlight of our running back, Jaden Jones. Here after that win right there, Wilson Westlawn's Jaden Jones, 257 yards, two touchdowns, but uh, none more impressive than that one right there. He refuses to go down. Jaden Jones, again, 257 in the win. Even absorbed what I would say is a So that was a huge, huge play there towards the end of the game. And again, that was courtesy of 69 News and the Big Ticket. Definitely check them out every Friday evening for game recaps. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, we got some highlights there. We'll watch the, the huddle stuff now as we talk about the game. But um, it was great to have uh, have those highlights to watch and uh, covered a, a lot of stuff we already talked about. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it from the opening kick, um, you know, the, the ball, it, it was another kick that was not going to be able to necessarily be returned. Um, it was kicked towards the corner. Um, and we, and it hit the ground, but instead of bouncing out of the end zone, it bounced out at like the two or three yard line, which again, doesn't sound like a big deal, except then instead of getting the ball at the 20, you're getting it at the 35. Um, so 15 yards, but like I, I turned to you and was like, that's one more like lucky bounce than we got all of last week, right. you know? And yep. now that can change in an instant, you know? And like I, like we said earlier, there were plenty of ups and downs, but there were a number of times where it and including that opening kickoff where things just bounce and you're like, Hey, maybe things aren't all against us tonight. You know, like maybe things will break our way a couple of times. And, um, it, whether that's real or not, if, if, if you have that thought, not that the players are thinking that, you know what I mean? But like when things go your way, it just, it just helps keep that positivity going. Oh, for sure. For sure. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit more about the game. We'll play the, um, the huddle game recap like we did last week. Again, this is from Wilson's perspective. So mm -hmm. we're going to see uh, a lot of good stuff this week. So let's uh, take a look about two minutes or so here of the huddle recap of the game at Township. We already mentioned big one to start, kick us off. 65-yard touchdown run by junior running back and linebacker Jaden Jones. Uh, he had a monster, monster game. Actually, right. pull up the stats so I can talk about that side-by-side uh, -side of what uh, yeah. he was able to do. And it, it's – I feel like it's even, like, more impressive because everyone knew we were going to need it out of him. You right. know, like, um, you know, he's – 
running back 1A. You know, he's not like a true backup running back, but, you know, Mason is is there, but uh, Jaden is, per, you know, more than capable as he showed on right. on Friday night. Um, but, like, you know that, like, he's he's the guy, you know, you know, with a backup quarterback uh, that you're going to, you know, probably try and be able to run the ball a little bit more. Like, every, everyone knew that, and he was still able to, even on the first play, uh, break one off for a long run and, and and finish it off by getting in the end zone. Yeah, Jaden finished with 29 carries, 29 yeah, carries. For in two, a high school football game. 237 yards. Wow. Uh, that's just rushing. So he had a he had quite a good uh, yeah. evening uh, down in Nessville, and Wilson was able to chip in a little bit more on the back of Gavin Leonard, who rushed three times for forty four yards, none bigger than his forty plus yard touchdown <laughs> right. run, right? Uh, which was incredible. You know, it was fun to watch him last year as a sophomore come in when the game yeah. was in hand, yeah. and, and run some people over. Right. Uh, now getting to see it during varsity time, I think he almost in meaningful broke, minutes, right? He. He got some carries in some in a bunch of games last year, but like I think it was Penn Manor, Penn Manor was one yeah. where he broke one long and was, got tackled. He got tackled like, like two or something, yeah, and then yeah. Nick Williams took him in for the right, quarterback right. spot in the next few plays. Yeah, uh, but this one, I mean, what a huge moment, huge spot for him to break through yeah. and score that long touchdown, um, which we had just seen. Now we're watching Jaden's touchdown here to put Wilson up thirty-one twenty-one. A little bit of a skirmish after that um, touchdown run, and yeah. So I think initially the first call was was the um, unsportsmanlike conduct, right, um, or personal foul, unnecessary roughness, maybe yeah, that's probably what it was. something uh, because Jaden got hit well after he was in the end zone, hit high. Right. Um, to his credit, he didn't react at all. No. His, some of his teammates did, um, which got another flag thrown. And then there uh, was... Then they were celebrating down where they weren't to be, which was another flag. But thankfully, Township also got another flag. And right. all four penalties ended up being 2v2, and, and it, it canceled things out. So <laughs> no one really um, saw much uh, materialize from the scrum. But, yeah, final score is not correct on this. So good job, Huddle. As it says, 28-24. <laughs> Um, so that's not yeah, ignore even that score. I'm not sure why it says that. Um, uh, they're missing a, a touchdown from us. Which I wonder if it doesn't count if it if it miscounted the punt return the, for the, the or the punt block punt. because it wasn't like it a, could be. It could be. I'm not really sure why. Yeah, I don't know why it did that. But um, yeah. So we talked a lot. You know, we mentioned Jaden and Gavin. Um, and some some gutsy throws from back of quarterback Gannon yeah. Baker, yep. a huge one to convert a, a like a third and sixteen to uh, uh, Corey Powers, Powers. Uh, down there, which was a great we made throw, a great catch, great catch, and it, it, the drive didn't amount to anything, but it, it gave them breathing right. room and it flipped the field. Right. Instead of punting from like fifteen or there's, whatever, you're punting from like the right. forty or something. There's like there's that. that old cliche that like in football, you need every possession to end in a kick. Right. And, and that kick can be a punt. It can be an extra point, you know, like it or a field goal or whatever. But like you want your possessions to end in kicks and like not all of those punts are equal. Like, you know, when you're able to get a couple first downs and then have to punt, like it's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's obviously not what you want on the drive. Right. You want to end in a score. But like being able to move field position and, and give your defense a breather and like there are tons of positives from just keeping the clock running all, all of those things um can be huge and it, so it's they're not all created equal and so making some of those big third down conversions uh and 
and making some of the right reads on, you know, when you're doing like the mesh plays, you know, where you're, you may give it to Jaden or you may hold on to it. Lots of those things can definitely get screwed up when you're, when you haven't been getting maybe the majority of the reps as often. And so, um, yeah, it, nice job by, by Gannon and, uh, and Jaden. And we kind of joked like, while while it may be the new, you know, for Friday night, it was the new varsity, um, you know, kind of lineup in the backfield there. We've seen that group be together for a while. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun to see a lot of the playmakers Friday night. Um, the names we said were guys that now you and I both. Coached. Right, right. For the first few years, it was guys that you coached and guys that I knew. Which was cool, but like it, it is cool getting to see some of the kids. Yeah, well, this uh, this senior okay. football class is your first, the first one. You're yeah. coaching with me and Coach Fernsley at yep. West, yep. so it's fun to see these guys running around as guys that we had as eighth graders uh, at West Middle School, and yeah, guys stepping up. That was that was the theme. You knew it was going to have to be done. We you got sophomores and juniors stepping up. You have a freshman. Playing on the offensive line. Yeah, who stepped in a couple injuries that occurred and stepped in and played really well. Likely to get a start this week. It's it's looking uh, like that's distinctly possible for uh, freshman Jack Dendel along the offensive line. So, you know, there's young guys mixing in with some seniors who um, have stepped up, which is which is great to see. Great to see. Now, Wilson, you know, you heard the, the stat I had sent out on Twitter and, and Sam grabbed it at WFMZ and they, they started the big ticket segment about it. Wilson hadn't started 0-2 since 1993. Thankfully, we can add another year to that. Um, no more back-to-back loss talk either. That last happened in 2003. However, Mannheim Township drops to 0-2 for the first time since 2010. So it had been a bit of time since the Blue Streaks were in this position as well. They'll be okay. They're still yeah. going to be a force. I expect them to... Uh, I to win the next uh, what, four games, I expect I them to win their next four. Uh, I do. So yeah. they'll be sitting at four and two. We'll see what that means for them. And the power ratings, District 3 has reduced the 6A field to four teams this year. What's going to be interesting is LaSalle because the uh, Philadelphia Catholic League just reinstated, right. but like it's, a, it's going to be a different time frame. Like it's, it's going to be weird, but they had already picked up games. So, like, what are they going to do? I, I have no idea. But um, yeah, the, the power ratings system which is complicated to begin with will be even more complicated this year but yeah for for sure so and they've already started updating them those are updated weekly yep now um as it stands i I don't know that all the teams have entered the information that um that is not new for 2020 of of all the things that is is something that happens every year Um, so i guess with the number of teams that have decided not to play um a few of them being 6A. Mm-hmm. There are currently only 15 teams uh, eligible for the District 3 6A playoffs. And at the moment, Wilson is not in the playoffs. So obviously it's early, two games right. in. You have, um, what, I guess f- technically four games left before the deadline. Because remember that last right. game that is supposed to be at Mannheim Central, even if it would be played, does not count towards right. playoff seating. Right. So Wilson has four games left. At Penn Manor, or excuse me, versus Penn Manor this week at McCaskey on the 9th, host Cedarcrest on October 16th, and then host Hempfield on October 23rd. That game and the games played that weekend are the last games that count towards the power rating formula to determine who makes the playoffs. And if you're in that top four, you don't play that last game on your schedule. Right. You would play the playoff game. 
So as of now, Wilson sits six in the power ratings uh, behind Hempfield, who you get to play. Who's two and oh. No, they're one and one. They lost to oh, Exeter. Oh, that's right. They lost to Exeter. Yeah. Uh, Hempfield lost in week one to Exeter yeah. in overtime, uh, but they won this week over uh, Penn, Penn Manor, Manor right. 40 to 7. In the fourth spot is York William Penn, who are 2 0 and are new to 6A this year. They had been 5A previously. Central York off to a huge start. Yeah, and, and that's, that's one I've heard a few people talk like it's not the same old. It may not be the same old Central York. Uh, new coaching staff there, um, some D one talent there. Um, so, yeah, that that they may. Yeah, they're they're gonna con- they're probably gonna continue to win some football games. The, their here. previous head coach, Coach Oswald, went back to his alma mater, yep. alma alma mater of Cumberland Valley, and moving from Lebanon to Central York was Gary Yanchik, who took the air raid offense there, and Penn State recruit Cade. I believe right. it's Cade or is it Bo. I think it's Bo. Yeah, Bo I, think, Pri- I think Cade was the brother. A Pribula brother right, yeah. uh, is the quarterback there, uh, I believe a junior, and he threw for like half of last year's total touchdown passes in week one this year. Yeah. So I think he's enjoying the new air raid offense there, and their team's off to a 2-0 start. They're in spot three. Second place with only one game played is Central Dolphin, who are, are returning a ton of talent from a team that went to the state championship last Including year. Including their junior quarterback. And their this yeah, this year junior quarterback. Um and right now, according to this, holding the number one spot is Dallas Town. Okay. And uh, they'll play Central. But York, they're so. at one and O. Oh, and I, I thought they would have had a second game unless it, there was a cancellation um, or postponement. It, right. Um but Dallas Town and Central York for sure will play one another. And I believe Central York and William Penn generally play yeah. normally. Now I don't know if that's happening this year or not. Um, I don't know these team schedules, but at least two of these three teams will be playing each other, and we get to play Hempfield. Right. So, so you take care of business. You finish five and one, which Wilson has the opportunity to do. I would think they're finishing in the top four. I would think so. So there's your little look at the playoffs a month before, uh, a month beforehand. So uh, Lancaster Lebanon League, as it stands, Wilson, Hempfield, and Cedarcrest are all one and one, but have victories in the league to start this abbreviated season. Manheim Township, Penn Manor, and McCaskey are all 0-2 with a loss in the league. Anything else to say about the Manheim Township game uh, before uh, we move on and preview uh, the next game? No, I mean, I, I just thought it was an incredible um, team effort, like we said. Uh, special teams, there were some huge plays, whether it was the fumble recovery on, on when we were punting or whether it was the punt block and the punt return, like, picking up that block and running it in for a touchdown. Uh, it was funny. Like, somebody told me, like, how crazy it was. Cappy pretty much didn't have to break stride. Like, he – and I joked because I said, that may be the case. I said, but watching it live, for me, it felt like forever from the time he <laughs> blocked it until he picked it up. Right. Now, I know it wasn't, but it just felt like, oh, my gosh, you know – now, it, I wasn't worried about it because like, they weren't going to pick it up and run for the first. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the right. ball went back and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But being able to pick it up on the run, and when he picks it up on the run, no one's catching him. The right. only guys that could compare to that speed are gunner gunning down the field yes. the other direction. So, um, yeah, when he got it, got it on the run, he's making it in for a touchdown. But that it was pretty cool just to see 
that whole effort. You know, the defense getting some key sacks at key times, um, you know, making some big plays. Uh, I just felt like on offense and defense, they made the most of their opportunities. Right. And, and special teams, they made the most of their opportunities. Um, you know, like a first quarter field goal may not seem like, oh, you know, it may seem like a disappointment, you know, that we didn't get in the end zone. You ended up winning the game by three points. Now, I, I know up until literally 0.9 seconds left, it was, you're up 10 points, but like that three points is huge, you yeah. know? Uh, so like, and having that threat in high school football to be able to kick field goals yeah. is, is is incredible. And being able to kick every kickoff through the back of, of the end zone is insane. When you have Anthony it's Ivey insane. back there. Right. You have it. you have a Division One talent standing on the goal line waiting for any chance he gets to make an impact on the game. And he didn't make one mistake. And In terms of kickoffs, he was perfect. No. He booted it in, like, not even close. I mean, they, they were landing both directions with a decent crosswind, mm-hmm. booting it at least six, seven yards deep in the end zone. And a couple times, I think it landed on the end line. On the end line, like, yep. So that's in, that's an incredible weapon to have in high school football, and being able to do that consistently, just you know, special teams that really kind of push things in our favor on special teams, and um, because I think the the fumble on the punt, I think that's what led to our field goal. So our special teams like turnovers necessarily that we forced kind of directly led to ten points, um, and and that's. That that's a turning point in in a big game. So yeah, um, definitely, but defense, like I said, made the most of their opportunities. Young secondary guys, you know, for the most part, keeping the ball in front of them and, and making tackles. Like that's, it, it, you know, there's some moments here or there, but you know what? There's some playmakers on the other side, um, and they made enough plays. Mm-hmm. And there's still room for improvement. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong; it's not like oh my gosh, we played a perfect game. I said like that's kind mm-hmm. of one of the exciting things was they, they played well enough to win and they did, they got the big win, but there's a lot of room for improvement, but you can see that this team has a lot of potential if they continue to keep make those improvements. Keep right. Getting better. But also like just the passion that they played with on, right. on Friday night. The sideline was, was up. They were amped. They were so right. excited. They yeah. were cheering each other on. It was great to see. Um, great, great to watch. Right there. Yeah. They, they were also into it the whole game that, that it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to, and it was a privilege to get to be there, yeah, um, yeah, to, really. to be able to, uh, to watch it. And, um, yeah, I, I was really happy for the guys and really happy, happy for the coaches like that. They, you know, like you said, a lot of people, in, including me, were probably not giving them much, much of a, of a no, chance to win. I don't think anyone was giving them a chance. Right. Uh, and, the only and, people that thought they could believe that, thought they could win was them right and and to see the coaches and players rally around that and get the job done is is awesome and i think like that was what coach doms said and he said it to us after the game too we were talking to him a little bit and he was just saying how look he's like we had a great talk on on thursday night about how like when your back's up against the wall. You yep. just got to keep fighting and keep fighting and Drawing keep fighting. Drawing historical examples from yeah. World War One to right. just drive the point home and that you don't know what you can do until you do it and you can't ever give up is essentially what right. it amounts and, to. And I feel like that 
perfectly exemplifies how the team played on Friday. And is it a sports cliche? Absolutely. But it's that way because it works. Right. It, it doesn't They're, matter. You know, A lot of those cliches are built on truth. On truth. Exactly. <laughs> they come from that. You know, you could play a team 10 times, 50 times, 100 times. But if the one that matters is the one you win, right. that's all that matters. Right. And, um, hey, they dug deep and got that victory. Let's talk a little bit of stats before we talk. go to Penn Manor. Team-wise, first downs, 13 for Wilson, 22 for Township. We talked about hey. it while we're filming. Yes, yeah. Bend, but, but don't, don't break. break. And yep. that happened often Friday right. night. Um, 284 rushing yards for Wilson. I mean, that's what they need to do. Right. We were told before the game, we think we can run on them. Hopefully we're right. They were right. right. Most of those coming from Jaden and Gavin. But... Uh, big runs when the team needed it. Yeah. Township had 136. Passing-wise, Wilson didn't go to the air often, just nine attempts for 40 yards. 284 for Township, but again, they got one late touchdown that was right. a pr pretty decent throw. Yeah. They gave up yardage, but other than that, the first drive was a big touchdown, and then mm -hmm. the one with literally less than a second to play, Right. they gave up yardage but didn't give up scores. Right. Yeah, and and like I said, uh, there were some big plays. So like after the the play where they got the fourth, where they got it on the QB sneak on fourth and one, and but they got called for the penalty. And this is one of those I did not see it live because watching through the screen, yeah, I'm not tough. really seeing it. But when I saw the uh, big ticket highlight, you see the running back. It's not that he goes up to the line and he's like there pushing. He, is, yeah. he the pile is already there. And he flies in like head and shoulder first, like full on, like he's trying to level someone. And I think that well, I I, can, I will never know, but I think that's it. It clearly stood out. It wasn't I, a joining the pile, keeping your feet. He didn't keep his feet. He dove into the pile. Bush push, right? Yeah, the yeah. Which that one was one I was I was actually happy for, but they um, didn't call it right. Right, I was happy they did not call that one. A little side note, I was watching that in the parking lot at Michigan after <laughs> Michigan got two seconds added on and beat Penn State. Yeah, but not great. it just, it did help ease my pain a little bit. But, um, you know, this one, I, I was a little more relieved that they called it. Um, but, but the following play, they run kind of the like a backside pass. screen and our guy stayed not home and, and tackled him immediately. Yep, and, not a chance. Right. And and it wasn't like, oh, man, he gained a few yards and we still tackled him short. No, he caught the ball. Our guys were there and made the tackle. He they might played. have gotten a yard or two, but right. he needed six. It's a perfect example, though, on like fourth and six where, you know, you know, this is a big play. The game could hinge on this play. And sometimes guys can try to do too much. No, the, the backside linebacker stayed there, stayed home. And, and made the play. And it was exactly what you needed. He did their job and made the play. And that's a turning point in the game. Um, so just things like that seem to ha pop up all over the place on Friday night. Guys weren't trying to do too much. They were just doing what they have practiced to do. Do and, your job. And it works. It works. Total offense. Township had more than us. 420 to 324. They had more plays, 65 to 45, but where it mattered, game per play, we edged them out, 6.5 to 7.2. I feel like they might have had more negative plays than we did. I don't know that that's on there, but like I feel like we got a bunch of sacks and, and things Who like that. Who had more penalty yardage? Them. No. 
Us? We had eight for 67. They okay. had seven for 65. Okay. Uh, five points, punts for us, four for them. Um, let's see. How much time do you think we had the ball in the second quarter? The second quarter? Second quarter. Two and a half minutes. A minute 41. <sighs> That's it. So time of possession in Manhattan Township's favor, mostly from that second but, quarter where they had perfect it for 10 example. minutes and 19 so, seconds. So we talked about this, though. Like, second quarter, it, we were, it's like we're playing uphill, mm-hmm. steep uphill, right? And then they score right before half. We hold off, hold off, hold off. They score right before half. We can't really get anything going. But, like, we get into halftime, and we don't let that bury us, though. We, we have the resiliency to come out and, and fight back in the third quarter. We were only two of nine on third. They were seven of fifteen, which made okay. you would you would think that they would win based right. on that. But However, it also it also probably corresponds with those twenty two first down. The right. light, you know. However, red zone we were perfect. Two for two. That's the key. One for three. That the blue streak. So twice yeah. inside our twenty, they did not score. Right. Sacks. Gannon was only sacked two times for a loss of seven yards. Wilson sacked the man on township quarterback five times. That's huge. Uh, and That's he huge. was under a ton of pressure yeah. in the fourth quarter when yeah. they got the ball. Their offensive line, I think, got tired. They right. could not handle the speed of Capitano, Schroofer, um, the blitzing linebackers. Santana, Santana came off the other side. Uh, and then Jeff Colson up yep. the middle. There was always someone applying pressure. And there's a few times they could add a few more of the sacks as well. So speaking individually, let's get to our player of the game. And I actually went off script a bit here. I didn't tell you about it, but we are picking an offense and a defensive Okay, player. okay. And okay. I think you probably would nail it um, right. where it's an offense and a defensive special teams player. Yeah. Um, I think you know where we went. We were, we were in agreement on the overall, but I decided to split it up because all three phases were important. Yeah. As they usually are in tough games like this. So our players of the game... For the win over Bantam Township on offense, our junior running back, Jaden Jones, and on defense and special teams, senior defensive end, Ethan Capitano. Awesome. Uh, block punt, scoop and score, which is, I believe, the second time he's now done that in his career. And also um, contributing on defense. Had some big sacks. And, and sacks and Just, uh, pressures. Right, and right, rushes. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the one sack where he was running away from our vantage point towards the Wilson sideline and yep. catches him and, and tackles him. That was in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, but yeah, the pressure, that speed he has is is really, really essential off the off the edge there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was tough because there were a few defensive players, uh, oh, special yeah. teams guys that you could have talked about. Matt Schrufer, the senior defensive end, uh, five tackles, two of them uh, for loss and one of them being a sack. Again, really amped up the pressure in the fourth quarter. Uh, Adrian, you already mentioned, he had a sack. Um, Jaden had a sack also. You know, he was chipping in on offense, but he also plays linebacker. Um, but it just seemed that Ethan Capitano, when you combine the punt block touchdown return and then a big sack in the fourth quarter and the other um, breakups, uh, tackles for loss, uh, total tackles, and uh, the pressures – it just seemed like it would be nice to have two guys take home the hardware from two, us this Two week. guys earned it. And like you said, there there were some other guys who probably could have been in there too. But it's a good problem to have when we have to figure out 
which of the players with great games, you know, are we going to pick? You know, that that's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. So for sure, and we got to see. You know, we talked about three significant senior contributors, not just on offense but on defense, taking a back seat this week. So you got to see. Now Cameron Jones started last week and was back, but he's only a sophomore. But you had juniors Josh Drake, who played a lot of time last week, stepping up, playing the entire game this week. Um, Nathan Capitano, Ethan's younger brother, sophomore, playing in the, the two-deep secondary. Um, we got to see Eric Jackson move into the starting lineup mm-hmm. at cornerback. Um it was just nice to see these underclassmen getting a role this week. Rise to the occasion. And rise to the occasion and re- ready to play. So um, excellent, excellent performances from so many people. But we split the hardware this week, giving it to Jaden Jones and Ethan Capitano. All right. So the final part of the show, we're going to talk about the Bulldogs' next opponent again this Friday, October 2nd. Wilson returns to Gursky Stadium to take on the Penn Manor Comets, who we mentioned are off to a rough start again this year, falling this week to Hempfield, um, big, 40-7. to So the Comets come to West Lawn um, under Coach John Brubaker, sixth season, sixth season in charge. And, um, you know, coming off two losses and not looking much better this year than they have the last few years, uh playing a Wilson team that could be getting healthier. We don't know for sure. It would be nice right. to see one or two or hey, I mean all three of those guys right. come back. But you um, kind of alluded to it earlier, like we saw a couple offensive linemen get dinged right. various times throughout the game. Um you know, not really much, uh, you know, update there, but like you hope that those guys are good to go, but when when called upon Jack uh Dendel did, was able to step in there. Um but yeah, so yeah, hopefully we're getting healthier. Um, you know, I, those guys with another week, you know, hopefully we start to get some of them back. Um, but yeah, it, I would, I, none of them were, were season ending injuries. They, they are hopefully brief. If one, two or three of them would miss this week, hopefully, um, with the experience that the, uh, the backups and their classmen have gotten and playing a on paper slightly weaker opponent than you've played the last two weeks. You hope that a game plan can be um, worked around to uh, help these guys get even more confidence what, and experience. What I don't want to see is kind of what we saw last year. Now, it's kind of flipped. I believe we were at Penn Manor the week before we were hosting Mannheim Township last yes, year. Yeah, you're correct. And in a game that Wilson should go in and, and handle their business, mm-hmm. they in the end, they did but not in it the manner that that is expected. And kind of like the whole first half, like it wasn't like it was out of control, but it wasn't, it wasn't going the way it should. And I can't help but think that last year, some of that was, you know, overlooking Penn Manor and looking ahead to that big matchup with Manheim Township. It's reversed this year, but again, coming off of that really big, you know, emotional win on Friday night, looking at a team that got blown out last week. Mm-hmm. It could be easy to overlook and say, oh, you know, not literally say, but, you know, through your actions, basically not take them serious and show up thinking, oh, well, we'll win because we're supposed to win. And that's not how it always plays out. So hopefully <laughs> that's not the case. And uh, the guys are able to, 
like you said, regardless of who, um, who's back there, they can they can figure out a good game plan and put the the effort in that that they put in last week and handle their business. Yeah, um, and uh, we'll see. Penn Manor comes in, you know, already down 0-2, not having great performances the first two weeks. Generally. Even when Wilson struggles against lesser opponents, it tends to be on the road. Like you mentioned, we were at Penn Manor down in Millersville last year. They have to come to Gursky. Um, my bigger issue or question mark about it starting fast would be in two weeks when we have to go to Lancaster to play at McCaskey. Yeah. That would be the one that would, would concern me more so than this week just because of the, the being at home factor. And also, I uh, learned that it will be senior night. Uh, okay, this week okay. prior to the Penn Manor game. Uh, they're doing football aspects of senior night early. I believe 5 o'clock uh, pregame will be the football activities. And then at halftime, they'll be honoring the band and cheerleader seniors. Uh, obviously, that doesn't change anything spectator-wise, but that's why they're trying to get parents of all these people into the stadium. They are going to do senior night this week. It, it was supposed to be prior to Mifflin, but then with all those things changing leading up to the game, it was, they pressed paused. They're doing it this week now before the Penn Manor game. Um, I do not know if that whole thing will be televised. The halftime one certainly will, but I do not know if the football one will be because it's so early. Right. Yeah. Um, but that will be happening prior to the Penn Manor game, honoring our seniors, uh, football cheerleader, band uh, and then um, if there's any trainers managers everyone associated with the team and the friday night event will be honored for their uh, commitment to the school over the last few years all right anything else to say anything to add no um just you know i it, it was a great win uh, on friday it was a great team effort um i love the heart that we saw from the team um kind of throughout they rode those highs rode those lows and kept battling kept battling um and and made enough plays to win and don't be sad like enjoy that win absolutely but oh they're already moved on right saturday right. was the day of enjoyment right today Sunday is the day right. you review last week to look ahead right. to this week and now they're on to the comments right and let's move on and let's get better like let's get better because um you know while week two wins are awesome, you know, that's not the end goal. So, so keep going, get, keep getting better each week. Hopefully we can continue to get healthier, um, and, and keep improving and, and building upon the, the changes, you know, like imagine there's a lot of room for improvement after week one. <laughs> there's still a lot of room for improvement after yep. week two, but like, you know, you're not necessarily going to maintain that exponential growth, but like if you can, if you can improve again, you're going to be in a good spot next Sunday when we're doing the show. Well, and if you can improve again the next week, yeah. like, you're going to be in an even better spot. Coach like, Doms has already always told us that you see the team's biggest improvement yeah. from week one to week two or game one to game two, which was a concern when Wilson wasn't playing in that week zero. Right. You know, you're getting you were getting Mifflin when they had already had a tune up game, and then things really changed when we moved Central Dolphin ahead of that. But so that was this week. Now we're missing a whole bunch of preseason stuff. Things were shifted backwards. Um, so we're not quite there yet, but things are getting better. And the right. team looks better, even minus so many key contributors. We'll see what happens with their return this week, if any of them come back, or if any of the new injuries are um, 
will keep players out for the long haul. We don't know any of that information. That's not for us to uh, worry about. Right. Um, join the team Friday night via YouTube and the Wilson Media Production stream of the game. I, of course, will have that link up as soon as I have it. And any other information that comes out, I will be sure to post it on Wilson Bulldogs or Wilson Bulldogs Football on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to check out BulldogHour.com. So before we leave, one last word from one of our sponsors, Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app, the all-sports social media app for young athletes. Live stream events for your friends and family who can't be there. At home or at work, they can watch your streaming on their phones or on TV by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. All right, we want to thank, again, May's Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play for sponsoring the show. And um, congratulations to the Wilson football team for winning a huge game against Manheim Township. Put themselves in the driver's seat for the section championship, which they haven't won outright since 2016. Shared yeah. it in 2018, but haven't been alone on top since 2016. Yeah, got to handle your business each week. Let's go. All right, we'll be back in one week's time. It'll be October the next time you hear from us. Uh, good luck to the team this week, and thank you to the seniors. We'll have a senior night recap next Sunday, October 4th. Until next time, remember, go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.